The road of life twists and turns, and no two directions are ever the same. Yet our lessons come from the journey, not the destination. Don Williams, Jr. Let your mind start a journey through a strange new world. Leave all thoughts of the world you knew before. Let your soul take you where you long to be. Close your eyes. Let your spirit start to soar. And you'll live as you've never lived before. Eric Fromm. Success is not a place at which one arrives, but rather the spirit with which one undertakes and continues the journey. Alex Noble. Today, today we begin a journey of faith as we seek to have our imaginations captivated by a spiritual adventure under the theme for these next several weeks of following Christ. I know, it seems so simple, so obvious, but it's not. It's a lifelong journey. And here's what Frederick Beekner poses. To follow Christ is to set out on an extraordinary new adventure. A new stretch of the road that is unlike any other that you've either experienced or imagined. Your life is no longer your own. You are not any better than you ever were. Certainly no new sanctity or wisdom or power suddenly descends upon you. But you are nonetheless on call in a new way. You start moving through the world as a follower of what people see as either the world's oldest and most persistent superstition, the world's oldest and most improbable dream, or the holy living truth itself. So, what will it be? What will it be? The most improbable dream or the holy living truth itself? I think I know, but that will be for each of you to decide personally. But first, let's look at choices generally. We each literally make thousands and thousands of choices every day. Many of our choices are made almost without thinking. First thing in the morning, do I turn off the alarm or hit the snooze? Do I wash my face first or get a cup of coffee? Do I have the same thing for breakfast or try something different? Do I brush my teeth or hair first after breakfast? Every little thing we do practically throughout the day involves some sort of choice. And then there are other choices. In our consumer-driven society, there are so many choices now than there ever used to be. Why? Because consumers like their own choices and they like lots of of choices. In a restaurant, the waiter or waitress will often say something to the effect, what'll it be? And then we choose one thing or another out of the many offerings on the menu. 
And so we choose, we choose in shopping, what will it be, the red one or the blue one? And so the choices go on and on and on and on and on and on. And if you've ever been with a child or a grandchild, you know how difficult making choices can sometimes be. I think I like that one. No, no, the other one. No, that one over there. And so a simple choice, whether it's picking a flavor for an ice cream cone or a color for a balloon, can seem like an eternity. And then there are more important choices and decisions, complex and heavy issues at work, perhaps. Investment decisions. Decisions with how to handle a difficult family or personal problem. Choices, choices, choices. And yet even deeper are choices about what I will really do with my life. Do I make a career move? Shall I sign a living will? And how do I want my last days on earth to be handled from a medical perspective? And the list of choices just goes on and on. Like a an almost endless stream of things that we have to consider and make decisions about. Now, a seeker after truth came to a saint for wisdom and guidance. Tell me, wise one, how did you become holy? Two words. And what are they, please? Right choices. And how does one learn to choose correctly? One word. May I know it, please? Growth. How does one grow? Two words. And what are those words? Wrong choices. This morning, we are considering choices. In fact, I'd like to focus us toward a choice. It is a singular choice which many of you have made before. As I say, it seems so obvious. In our New Testament text from John that Joe read for us, Jesus told a group of people that to have true life and a right relationship with him, they must first eat his body and drink his blood. Ugh. Many, including his disciples, said, this is a difficult statement. Who can listen to it? And Jesus sensed their grumbling and he countered, the words I have spoken to you are spirit and are life, but there are some of you who do not believe. He also sensed that, that one would betray him. And as a result of these interchanges, some of his disciples actually withdrew and left. And they weren't walking with him anymore, which interestingly suggests that there were more than the twelve disciples. So Jesus turned in verse 67 and he asked the twelve, could be us too, do you wish to go away? Do you wish to go away too? 
And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. And Jesus answered him, Did I not choose you? Yet one of you is a devil, and he was speaking, of course, of Judas, son of Iscariot, for he, the one of the twelve, was going to betray him. Now, the real issue Jesus raises here with the disciples and with us today is a choice. A choice. Do you want to go away also? Do you want to go away also? What will it be, really? A choice. In his autobiography, Dr. Joseph Fortnewton maintains that there are four things and only four things that a person can do with his or her life. First, one can run away from it or try to, as Jonah did. Second, one can run along with life, hunt with the pack, think with the herd, in obedience to the phrase, everybody's doing it, so why shouldn't I? Which may be the very reason not to do it. And third, one can take hold of life with singleness of purpose and submitting oneself to discipline can run it to some end. And fourth, one can give oneself up utterly in self-surrender to a cause or a person and let the cause or the person run his or her life. If we could actually sort everyone out, my guess is, and this is even among many Christians, that the majority group would consist of those running along with life, going along with the group, the majority, adopting themselves like chameleons to their environment, taking on the complexion of their surroundings, molded by society instead of changing it as Jesus did. To live is to choose. There's just no escaping. To live is to choose. And at those times when we choose not to choose, we're actually making a choice. Almost everything we do in life involves a choice. And earlier I said that almost everyone listening, when it comes to one of the singular most important choices in your life, has already made it. And that, of course, has to do with a relationship with and for Christ Jesus. But friends, that is a decision which has to be genuinely reclaimed over and over. It is not a once and for all thing. For me, it is a choice that I make daily. And some days I do that better than others. You see, we all have a bit of Judas within us. We all have a little bit of Judas within us. For there are times when we betray, when we betray our best intentions and we go in our own way and not the way of Christ. 
friends, each day above the thousands of choices I face stands one question I must answer. And when it comes to following in the way of Christ, and that is, what will it be really? The journey of faith. Well, for Jesus, it was not a popular way. It was a way of service, of suffering, and giving his entire life over to God. The journey of faith. What will it be for each one of us this Lenten season? That wonderful German theologian who lost his life in fighting against Hitler in a concentration camp once said, following Jesus, that is what I want to know. What is it to truly follow Christ? And this was a person who had given his whole life over to that endeavor, but he was still asking the question in his place and time. And that's what the coming days leading up to Easter will help us discover especially through our sermon series. But it begins with this most important choice. Obvious, yes, but critically essential to our daily living and our daily choices. For today, at the beginning of the journey, we need to renew in a deep way our choice. Following Christ. What Will it be? And that's a choice for each of us to make and to take quite seriously. And when we do, we embrace the journey, not just the person, but we embrace the journey of the one we follow. And when we do, we will have life and have it abundantly. Amen.